This week on Inside Motorsport, Formula One returns to the racetrack and we look at some of the issues in local motorsport as well. I hope you'll stay with us. joins us on the line and Lockie the mid-season break has now been completed for Formula One and regular transmission seems to have been restored with Mercedes and Ferrari right at the top of the tree. Yeah, some interesting storylines to come out of the Belgian Grand Prix on Sunday night, weren't there? And once again, it looks like we're shaping up to have a pretty enthralling contest between Ferrari and Mercedes into the second half of the season with just seven points now separating Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel at the top of the standings. Yeah, mechanical dramas and mistakes certainly cost the second drivers in both those teams some valuable points as well. So it has broken the front two away. It has. To be honest, neither Kimi Raikkonen nor Valtteri Bottas quite had the pace of their teammates on the weekend and particularly at the restart that we saw after the safety car uh, Daniel Ricciardo was able to make a magnificent move on both of them to get through into third position, which was one of the uh, highlights of the race. But speaking of mechanical dramas for second drivers, the woes continued for Max Verstappen. He chalked up his sixth DNF in the 12 races that we've had so far. Yeah, unbelievable luck for him. It uh, almost harkens back to the days of Red Bull when it was Sebastian Vettel winning everything and uh, Mark Webber having mechanical failures. Yeah, although thankfully this time it's the Aussie driver who seems to be having all of the good luck as far as reliability goes. But Max Verstappen came out in the media after the race and expressed his frustrations at uh, what had happened. And you can't blame him because... Up until that point, he was going very well. He was half a second quicker than Ricardo in qualifying and ahead of Ricardo in the race before his car failed. Mm. Well, speaking about Mark Webber, he was the man doing the interviews with the drivers following the race. And here's what all three, Hamilton, Vettel and Ricardo, had to say. It's been a, it's been a strong weekend for, for myself and the team. The team did an amazing job and uh, really grateful for all the hard work. The support has made a huge difference. Seeing all the British flags amongst uh, the kind of uh, Irish orange um, has been amazing. But um, no, and Sebastian put a good, a great fight on. But this is what I said I was coming to do, so I did it. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was really intense because, as you said, every lap, you know, I was waiting for Lewis to do a mistake. He, he didn't. He was probably waiting for me to do a mistake. I didn't. So it was really close. We had pretty good pace mid-race, and then we got the safety car. So. I knew we'd been given a, a bit of an opportunity and it was good to uh, capitalise on that with Valtteri on the restart. That audio courtesy of Fox Sports. Lachlan, it is interesting that for Max Verstappen, who we heard you mentioned before, he desperately would want to have a, a better uh, you know, a better race results, more finishes, more podiums, etc. But there's just nowhere to go because... Everyone who's in a car better than him have now re-signed with Hamilton, Vettel, also Raikkonen, and I, I believe Bottas has been uh, confirmed in those top four seats. Correct. Out of the four drivers that you've mentioned, the only one who hasn't yet been confirmed for the next season is Valtteri Bottas, but based on the strong performances that he's shown this season, there's no reason why Mercedes wouldn't want to get rid of him. So... 
Um, you know, it's all very well for Max Verstappen to get frustrated with the lack of reliability in his Red Bull. But as you say, there's not really any alternative than to continue driving for Red Bull in 2018. Mm. Now, Jolian Palmer, who drives for Renault, he managed to find himself into the top 10, but then with more difficulties, wound up down the back of the field, down the middle of the field, as it were, and then mechanical dramas right at the get-go. And he's another young driver that is just not having any sort of luck with the run of the green. Yeah, it's been a really tough season for Jolian Palmer, the former GT2 champion. The Probably the stat that sums up his season is that the average qualifying difference between him and his Renault teammate Nico Hulkenberg is 0.7 of a second and for two drivers who are in the same car that's a pretty huge margin so Palmer is just not really showing the performances that he needs to this season and big question marks about who's going to end up in that car for next season it would seem unlikely that Palmer will retain his seat and uh, with Robert Kubica having some testing during the uh, summer break, there's every chance that we might see him returning to Formula One next year if his performances in testing are up to scratch. Mm. Well, former world champion Fernando Alonso is still suffering in the McLaren, and he is in an interesting position as well because uh, he would be a driver that is considered to be among the best, one of the drivers that could be a, a chance for a top four seat, but it appears that uh, even if uh, Valtteri Bottas wasn't um, going to be re-signed, it would be highly unlikely that they in Mercedes would go for the Spaniard. Yeah, and Alonso's another one of those drivers whose talents are worthy of a car far better than what he's in at the moment. And Spa pretty much encapsulated his season drove the wheels off the McLaren to get it up inside the top 10 in qualifying. And then in the race, just had people driving past him in a straight line because of the lack of performance from the Honda engine. And, you know, it seems like it's not a Formula One Grand Prix this year without hearing ranting and raving from Alonso on the radio at some stage during the race, complaining about the lack of straight line performance. And, in the end, he got so frustrated with it that he ended up parking the car before the end of the race. And there are actually some questions raised about whether indeed there was a mechanical problem or if, in fact, Alonso was just so frustrated with not having any straight line speed that he pulled out of the race in disgust. Mm, it's uh, interesting. I, I did see one report coming out of Belgium saying that because he drove the car so well, um, in qualifying, that was part of the reason for the performance not being up to par. And, and uh, you know, some staggering claims are coming and, of course, counterclaims coming back from the team. It's not a very harmonious environment. And speaking of disharmony, how about Force India? Uh, Sergio Perez and Esteban Ocon getting together for the second time this season. They collided at the Azerbaijan Grand Prix and then again on the weekend at Spa took each other out as well and uh, created some massive frustrations within the Force India operating team and it would seem that there's going to be somewhat less freedom with those two drivers being allowed to race each other for the rest of 
the year. Yeah, on our sister program, Inside Supercars, we did have a joke with the Red Bull racing team after Queensland about how neither of their drivers, with the uh, respect and uh, ability to pull over that they show each other, how they would neither of them get a job at uh, Force India. But, uh, yeah, a continuing theme there because when they haven't taken each other out, they've just got in each other's way. And when they haven't got in each other's way, they've actually been pretty competitive. And even despite some of those incidents that they've had with one another, the fourth injury is still sitting pretty in fourth position in the Constructors' Championship. So the car's been reasonably competitive, and that probably makes the intra-team incidents even more of a headache for the uh, team management to try and keep a handle on. Mm. Now, uh, looking back locally, of course, uh, the Toyota 86 series has been continuing on and Canberra driver Cameron Hill has had a remarkable year and and uh, once again at Sydney Motorsport Park a couple of weeks ago, he swept the weekend. He did, another dominant performance. Probably didn't have as much of an advantage speed-wise over the rest of the field as what he had in Townsville, where he drove away and was winning races by more than 10 seconds. But with the slipstreaming that you get at Sydney Motorsport Park, it's always going to be closer and more competitive, and yet he still qualified on pole, um, giving him his third pole position of the season, and uh, managed to win all three races. So, uh, you know, Cameron... He's shown his talent in the other categories that he's raced in, including the Australian Formula Ford Series. And if he keeps performing at the top level in the A6s, then it's going to pave the way for him to move onwards and upwards next year into a category like Porsche Carrera Cup. Yep, and that was he was hoping to do that this year and unfortunately couldn't uh, complete a budget to be able to pull it off. But uh, when you're winning... Winning's winning, and that's what uh, people like to see. They like to see winners, and it gives you a much better chance of uh, people coming on board and supporting you through each and every step. And really encouraging as well, Craig, to see that the Canberra media have got right behind him as well and given him some really good coverage, um, you know, in the newspapers, the local radio and television as well. So... Yeah, it's been a while since the Canberra drivers performed at the top level of circuit racing in Australia, and Cameron Hill might be the next great hope for the Australian Capital Territory. Well, certainly it's been a great breeding ground for all sorts of motor races over the years. Now, uh, another driver that we've had on this show before, Emily Duggan, she has uh, really uh, managed to cross over into mainstream media and uh, people are being asked to vote for the Sportswoman of the Year in the, uh, what is it, the Cosmo magazine? Cosmopolitan magazine. So, yes, get online, get on the website. You can vote once per day across multiple devices. So vote early and vote often, as they say. And it really is... A great uh, endorsement of all of the hard work that Emily's been doing off the track as she continues to pursue her dreams of uh, succeeding in professional-level motorsport. Well, Lachlan, always a pleasure to catch up with you here on Inside Motorsport. Look forward to speaking to you as the uh, Formula One season continues on in 2017. No worries, Craig. Thanks for having me. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.